0: Welcome to the podcast, No Code Talks with Creatio. I'm your host, Andy Zambito, Chief Sales Officer Americas at Creatio. And today, we're gonna talk about the challenges that the manufacturing industry faces, how organizations can stay ahead of these challenges, and trends that we're gonna see upcoming in manufacturing. Our guests include Davey Damon, founder at Webrix; Rushan Gunaratni, manager of business consulting at Low-Codify Mitra Innovations, and Eric Hale, VP of Financial Services Americas at Creatio. They will be talking today about technologies that manufacturing leaders should consider to advance their business strategy and execution. Eric, I'm passing the mic to you.
1: All right. Well, why don't we just jump right into it and, and start to talk about those challenges. You know, we know that, um, you know, we've, we've experienced a lot of disruption, um, you know, over the last, you uh, uh, last year and a half or, or even up to two years, and we know that that is you know, probably going to continue uh, as we move into the future. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you guys see as the, the biggest challenges that uh, manufacturers and distributors are experiencing today? And then maybe we can start to talk about some of the trends that we see uh, affecting them going into the future. So I don't know who wants to start. I'll throw it up there like a jump ball, and whoever wants to grab
2: it, Go right we'll ahead. Sure, yes, thank you. Um, I think in the first place, as you said, uh, COVID-related issues such as uh, new procedures and protocols on the manufacturing shop floor will b- have a big effect. Um, we see that getting people onto the floor for their shift these days will uh, take several layers of complexi- uh, complexity with temperature checks and spacing for workers for safety, etc. It also means that products have to be kept safe, especially those in the food industry. Right. And all these new measures slow down production lines and aid into the efficiency and productivity. So it's an ongoing issue for a lot of manufacturers. And uh, secondly, the automation. Automation already prevails uh, prevalent in the manufacturing industry. But we see that during COVID, uh, artificial intelligence took a new importance priority. Mm. Um, because if you have robots on the production line, you don't need to worry about social distancing and temperature check and the absence because of illness. Um, work slowdowns and the whole host of other COVID-born challenges will you know, will fix themselves with uh, automation. And this trend obviously won't go away for, uh, well, probably a few years. <laughs> we don't know how long this, uh, this is still going to take, but uh, those are a few of the challenges, and I think if you look at things like working from home, right? Um, I think a lot of you guys, and, and I haven't been in the office for two years, so uh, a lot of people are working at home, and obviously uh, employees uh, on the production line are not, uh, not able to work at home, but the people in support position and the office can, and I think nowadays everybody's comfortable with Zoom, Teams, and other online meeting software. So. Those are a few challenges. Um, also, think about supply chain, right? Um, we saw the disruption from supply chains in China during the pandemic. Uh, manufacturers needed to find other sources of materials and products. Um, and where can we get our sources from when the borders close again? You know, uh, I think one uh, of the, so. That's uh, a
3: good. Uh, sorry, Davy. Uh, that's yeah, a really good. good point because I actually I wanted to touch upon that initial thing that you stated, because actually when this pandemic started, I think everyone sort of hit a blank wall because they did not know or have the processes on how to vet the individuals to check for vaccinations, temperature checks, etc. Because they just did not have this um, ability or the agility to move with this new system right i mean a lot of lot of companies went ahead then you know tried to build their own personalized bespoke applications which you know by the time they actually came out it was no longer needed so which is one of the key addressing points that we are trying to talk about on this low code approach right because everyone who actually had this platform was able to immediately incorporate this into part of their actual day to day work process so including the temperature checks, because that can be an IoT device that you can actually capture it, bring it into this platform. And so right then and there you can enable, disable their entry points, check their access levels, and you know it's talk, it's about how quickly you can adapt to black swan events, like you know, pandemics, un- un- unplanned events. No one plans for a pandemic. I don't think anyone in the world did, nor will anyone. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's 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 purely about how quickly you can adapt to the changing environment, and so that created a completely new ecosystem from the com- consumer's point of view as well, because then suddenly online sales went up, and all the all the retail channels that were traditional, you know, the brick and mortar models just completely went out the window because they just did not have the ability to change, but. This does not mean that that is the only way, right? So because there is a lot of lot of companies that succeeded, blossomed. I would say, like really boomed during this time, simply because they were not um, they were not siloed, they were not structured, they were not fixed by you know vendor lock in or application level blocking in, etc. So they were able to they were able to really quickly adapt their marketing strategies, how they approach. And especially their business processes, how quickly you can change them. So, you know, you know, the traditional sense of doing things is like you spend like three months, six months trying to design, understand what the application is. And then you spend another six months building it and probably another six months evaluating it. So exactly. from the time of inception to the time of production, you're talking about maybe two years, by which time it's probably not even you know, probably not even relevant, right? But yeah, yeah. with the low-code approach, it's 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 absolutely amazing. I mean, I was we, we were talking about this, right, Davy, in the breakout mm-hmm. as well. It's, it's just mind-boggling because I've been in this industry for like, close to twenty years, and the, the 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 velocity of how quickly we actually build solutions from 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 thought, from from imagining something, to actually going into production is literally weeks. When you when you look at these project plans, I mean sometimes even the clients ask us, is this is this right? Have you got the I mean, is this in months or is it weeks? No, this is definitely weeks. Yeah. Because you know it's 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 how quickly we adapt to these things, right? I mean, that, that's 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 the key, that's the key enabler in the current environment, how quickly you adapt. And yeah. that is what's gonna be the differentiator between those who are left behind. And the ones who are going to lead from the front. That's right.
1: Yeah, I I, I would agree with uh, you know both of those statements. I, I even look at it taking it a a step further. Um, you know, and, and one of the trends that um, you know we see uh, you know here at CREatio is that within manufacturing and distribution, um, there's also a growing uh, skills gap as well, right? Like, so you've got uh, an older community um, retiring, Uh, you've got a younger community that, you know, isn't necessarily uh, pushing towards those manufacturing jobs right now. And there's the skill gap, right? There's going to be uh, more positions within manufacturing and distribution than there are people to fill those roles. So it's going to be key um, to be able to, uh, you know, automate processes, be able to streamline Uh, you know, workflows within, um, you know, that industry, because um, you got to find ways to become more efficient in your operations. you have to be able to, um, you know, think of that skills gap as well. So I think that that's a, you know, a big trend that we have to, we have to monitor and we have to, uh, you know, help um, figure out ways to, to, uh, to streamline that and make it more efficient uh, as well.
2: Yeah, and not only via software, but also obviously robots, right? So, I just sometimes call them cobots, your co workers yeah, yeah. in the new age. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Perfect. So, I mean, I guess cobots kind of uh, builds into the whole, you know, creation aspect as well, because it inculcates a citizen developer because we are not talking about, you know, specialized software developers, et cetera. These like actual business users who, who knows the business and now you can actually just dynamically configure these things, which is the same concept behind the cobots, which is, you know, the, the person who's at the front line, who's on the line himself can say, you know what? We need to make these metric changes because at the end of the day, analysis can be done, you know, specialists, Everyone else can say something else, but it's the person on the ground, the boots on the ground, they're the ones who actually know what's actually happening at the ground level. So they can make those changes, right? So that's that's the same thing that kind of translates into when you're managing your workflows, your business processes, etc. Nobody knows the process. Better than the person who actually does it, right? right. Yeah. And to enable them to implement this and take this to market, where you're actually going to retrieve the business value. I mean, this is something that was that that was the that was the initial gap that was there between you know the developer, the designer, the implementer, the production, etc., and the user. So that entire thing can be sort of. Um, um, sort of cohesed and you know brought into a singular platform, a singular landscape where it's visible to everybody, and and I think uh, Eric, uh, I think this was brought up I think in some other question as well that was uh, mentioned earlier about um, how to how to uh, ingest the information that is presently available because right now I think I think in any production line all the automotive um, all the automated um, um, sort of machinery, they sort of generate a lot of analytics, a lot of analytics. Um, there are MTBFs, there are performance levels, any kind of impending issues, whatever. Uh, but one of the other aspects of it is the fact that although these analytics are created and generated, it's not properly ingested. Right, you know, it, it's there. The information is there. It's it's just there for us to consume. So using something like the creation AI ML model, we can actually start utilizing it and make sort of insights and make business decisions based on those. So you can have like sort of a predictive model and you're more you're more preemptive, you know. You're not reactive, you're proactive. So yeah. before you know line one is possibly going to have an MTBF, you know, in the upcoming one month. Now you can start. Setting up your line two, line three to handle that. So you don't wait until line one fails to you know move that over somewhere else. Yeah, so yeah. now you're predictive, you're, you're you're preemptive. So you're not you're not in the reactive mode. So right. these are the these are the kind of value adds. And and again, highlighting the point again on this platform is the fact that all of these analytics can be configured by the citizen developer, citizen developer, the user right. themselves. So they will know what to get. Right. So they don't, they're not the locked in. And that's right. the beauty of it. So they yeah. don't have to go to, you know, three different companies to find out how are we going to get this? Can we analyze this graph? What is the analytic? What is your predictive model? It's just they can themselves just move things around and just build it out how they'll get the business insights. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Uh, great, great point, Rashawn. And yeah, it's, uh, it's usually not uh, a lack of data, right? It's how do you make that data actionable? Um, exactly what we can uh, we can bring in um, so as we um you know as we look forward right we understand the challenges we understand that you know no code can help that um you know what do you think are going to be the key drivers um you know for uh for workflow automation if i'm looking at it from my perspective you know you look at things like um you know supply chain inventory management um, you know inventory management can really have uh, uh an impact on your profits, right? It could have too little, uh, you know, that's gonna have an impact on your profit. You have too uh too much, that's also gonna have an impact. It can also inf- uh, affect the, the relationships that you have with your distributors, your customers, um, you know, so being able to uh you know automate that process in my mind is is a key driver. Um what are your guys' thoughts? What do you think are gonna be those key drivers for uh for workflow automation?
2: I would say, uh, first of all, uh, the same thing as always, right? Money. So (laughs) (laughs) saving money is critical for for any business. I think especially in this time, you know, saving money where you can. And I think with the right workflow automation, companies simply become more productive and they're able to scale up operations or better serve existing customers, which is very important. And also the ability to weave multiple applications together in a streamlined workflow often enables companies to just Bypass legacy solutions, which are often still there, and help the uh, companies simplify their tech portfolios. In fact, application portfolios' costs have been reduced as much by 50% when automated workflows are put in place. And obviously, like Ratio, a low code visual design tool like Ratio can help organizations to create those custom applications in a simple, intuitive fashion, and therefore allowing businesses to quickly create the apps they need without spending an excessive amount of money, uh, time uh, on an off-shelf solution. Yeah. Mm. So, so uh, also according to Forrester, development costs can be cut in half by using low-code workload automation tool, um, but also saving time, uh, simplified improvement communications automation across the whole board. So
1: yeah, great, great point, Davey. Yeah.
3: Very, very, right, very, 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 very right on that one, David. <laughs> uh, actually, I, I was I was going to add on top of that. I think I have touched upon this earlier as well. It's like uh, how, I mean, as you mentioned, how you can build out these, you know, re- making automation, robotic, et cetera, and then all the value. Now, a lot of the systems currently presently available in the market, legacy systems that have been like sort of, you know, ingrained and, you know, trenched in, Etc. Already have some of these things. Now the only, uh, only instance is how do you, how do you elevate that? How do you, how do you actually make it deliver value? So that is where something like creation can come in as the icing on the cake. You know, it's a layer that you build on top. So you can have all these subsystems that are legacy that you can't move because some of these systems are so entrenched in the you know, manufacturing processes geared mm-hmm. into the production lines, etc. Now you can layer this on top and you can use this as the eye candy. You know, it can be the eye candy. You can actually start ingesting all this information and then seeing, and then seeing the larger picture where yeah. in the earlier stages, you want to see your production line, you go into this box. You want to see your inventory, this box. Mm-hmm. Sales pipeline, other box. Yeah, This is where... This is the icing on the cake. You know, this is where we bring everything together. And that's why we call it eye candy. You just have a beautiful picture and you see, hey, you know what? Eh, not the kind of cake I'm looking for. Yeah. So, you know, And you can immediately identify certain issues, certain points that you might want to improve on. And, you know, it's only when you have that 360. I know the word 360 is used very loosely these days, but 360 should mean the view that gives you business insight mm-hmm. that you can you can have tangible value derived from just because you have 100 different graphs doesn't mean it has any business value you know unless you can actually derive something out of it right so yeah. this is this is this is this is kind of that view that we talk about and the agility and how quickly you can actually retrieve that without actually you know going to some specific vendor etc i mean you can Kind of what Excel did with the pivot charts, right? Right. So, you know, you're able to make the graph that you want, so that you get the information you require. And this, this is the digital enabler that helps you to move forward on this, especially times like this.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you bring up a great point, Rashawn, is that, um, you know, it is like Excel with the pivot tables, and that's the nice thing about no code as well, right? If you're if you were one of those gurus that could manage an Excel spreadsheet with pivot tables. You can build on a, a no code platform easily, right? That, that's
3: Absolutely. all the training you need <laughs> to, to develop. Seriously, on. it is. Literally, it takes a few weeks. And suddenly, you are like a master of creation and you're a master of business. <laughs> right. That's right.
1: Yeah. You I have like to confess,
2: guys, I don't yeah. know how to create a pivot table in Excel, but I can build <laughs> you any dashboard in creation you want.
1: Yeah. You, you're, you're, a, you're a forward thinker, Davey, right? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Creation <laughs> dashboards, no problem. Okay. Excel, who needs it? Yeah.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but I totally g- agree with, with Sean. You know? We we see that a lot of times people don't want to get rid of legacy systems or cannot, and then Correct. he calls it, I can, we usually say, you, make sure that user gets uh, a cockpit where he or she can see all the information you need on a personal level. Absolutely. So, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Great, great. Uh, the last thing I kind of wanted to uh, to touch upon is, um, you know, so when we look at, um, you know, we've identified challenges, we've identified how to make them better. Um, you know, how do you feel no code is going to help manufacturers and distribution distributors get ahead? Um, so, you know, how can they leverage no code to innovate within, um, you know, their markets? Right. So I look at it that way. You know, we we got started, we made it better, and now how do we leverage no code to get ahead? Um, you know, of the competition. Uh, uh, so this will be our, our final
3: thoughts here, guys. So um, what, what do okay, you think? I'll just take 30 seconds. I'll just quickly give it. <laughs> and uh, you know, then I'll i over to hugging I, I know I've been hugging the mic. I'm sorry. No, 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 no right. We need more time. I, I, <laughs> I think the concept of innovation is the fact that you're able to change according to market need, right? You're agile, you're dynamic. So you're able to move forward. You know, what, what used to be considered a business innovation five years ago is no longer what it is today. So your agility is what defines your innovativeness. It's your ability to change. And that is precisely what this kind of platform, this no-code platform does, because as we've been talking about this entire discussion is that it enables you, the user, to change it as you go along, as your business changes. So you work at the change of your business speed, you know, you don't have to wait for somebody else. You don't work for somebody, implementer scheduler, software developer scheduler, etc. You work at the speed of business, and that is the key thing that this platform provides. I'm sorry, sorry David, yours. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, no, no,
2: I mean it's it's like you said. Huh? In other words, if you can't bend, you break. Um, mm-hmm. It's all about time, money, and efficiency. Um, So the uh, low-code technology lets citizen developers, you call them, the the boots on the floor, create the application without waiting for whatever IT, for example, Mm -hmm. you know? Uh, Mm -hmm. IT IT departments are generally pretty busy these times, and even a simple application can take days, weeks, months to create. Absolutely. And now people can create them by themselves whenever they want and make changes whenever you need. You know, you can can have your uh, changes made on a day-to-day basis. And and be as agile as you need to survive anything. Yeah, it's perfect.
1: Excellent. What a what a way to wrap up this conversation. That's uh, that's a perfect um a perfect example, right? That's how we uh, we're going to be able to innovate. All right, gentlemen. A uh, oh, pleasure. Uh, pleasure speaking today, and uh, thank you very much for uh, you know taking the time to uh, to meet and um, you know share your thoughts with uh, our audience. Thank you.
0: Pleasure is mine. Thank you very much. Take care. Bye-bye. Wow. Uh, This was truly, has been a great talk. Many thanks to our expert guests for joining us and sharing their perspective. To get more information about our products and services, please visit our website, creatio.com. And for more insight, check our digital event page and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Talk soon.